Hello and welcome to Matt Bites, episode 157. I'm Elaine Giles and I'm here with my co-host Mike Thomas. In this episode, well, quarter three was epic. There's simply no other way to word it. In, with 2020 hindsight, quarter three. Part three of the Matt Bites review of the year for 2020. July arrived and the sad day had finally dawned. Apple were quietly killing off iBooks author. Oh, I loved it. It was originally released in January 2012 during an education themed event in New York, and we ran with it. MacBite 64, the world's first podcast episode in an iBook. Wasn't just us that loved it, it was very popular in education as well. But it languished in the hands of Apple's developers, who were also busy ripping features out of the iWork apps as well. But they pretty much left iBooks author alone bug fixes only for years and years. Some features that were in iBooks Author have been passed into pages, but nowhere near enough to warrant the death knell for iBooks Author, in my opinion. Anyway, while that was happening, you know those Apple stores that they reopened? Yeah, first day of July, they were closed again, all over the US. We couldn't keep up either. But at the same time, Boris was preparing for the UK's Independence Day, having hijacked the 4th of July. As they say, go figure. Then there was Apple emancipation. No, not emancipating us from subscriptions, obviously. It's a feature film that Apple have acquired the rights to. This film was introduced at the Cannes Film Festival. The obscene amount of money involved? allegedly in excess of $120 million. Mm. Can any film really be worth that? A cure for Covid maybe, but not a movie. Skewed values there, I fear. Or Timmy, emancipated from his senses. With more money than God, what Timmy wants, Timmy gets. As long as he doesn't bid for exclusive footy rights and stream it through Apple TV+. I'm actually very surprised Apple have never, as far as we know, bid for live streaming football. Talking of Timmy, it was announced that Timmy would be testifying at the upcoming antitrust hearing with the US House Judiciary Antitrust Subcommittee. Catchy name. He's in good company. Uh, the Zuck will be there. Google CEO will be there, as will Jeff Bezos. It's an antitrust hearing set to take place towards the end of July and all hot air and not much else is our recollection of it all. But we'll come on to that. The next opportunity to laugh at tech. Oh, well, that was when Apple announced car keys at WWDC. This was to allow digital car keys to be added to the wallet app. So iPhones and Apple Watches could replace a physical car key. BMW announced that they'd done the necessary to make this work with their car keys. Obviously, you're going to need more money than cents to own one of these things. So I think we'll just wait for the stories about what happens when the servers are down or you lose your phone. These would be the car keys that aren't needed due to lockdown. Or maybe with the impending unlockdown, impeccable timing on BMW's part. Meanwhile, in Fujitsu land, hell froze over. They had refused for years to create a driver compatible with newer macOS releases for older kit. Reasonable if it's impossible due to the changes that Apple have made. But it turns out it wasn't. Well, you don't say. What a surprise. 
It turns out it was the will that was lacking rather than any technical roadblock. Without any fanfare, a new driver appeared. It claimed to only support the newer S1500 model and anything later than that. So were we out of luck with our older S510M? Well, worth a try, we thought, and boom, it rose from the dead and resumed scanning duties. How about not waiting for three plus years next time, Fujitsu? I could have thrown it away. It would have been a complete calamity. Anyway, it rose like Lazarus. The first MacBytes after hours of July brought with it Bingo 2.0. It was another mammoth four hour show, but it went off without any further calamities. So thumbs up for that one. Ireland released their COVID exposure notification app powered by the Apple and Google exposure notification API. Why not the UK yet? Ah, well, they decided in Boris's infinite wisdom to do their own thing. Short version didn't end well. The new Apple powered app is on the way for the UK, but needless to say, now they're behind considerably. But to occupy us while we were waiting for said app, oh, shiny new Logitech tech. Logitech launched a new mouse and keyboard built specifically for Macs. The Logitech MS Master 3 and the Logitech MX Keys for Mac, they were gorgeous, but it was tough to work out what exactly is different from the existing model of the Logitech MX Master 3, except a slightly different colour. But always good as a Mac user to be recognised, though. There was also the K380 keyboard for mobile devices. But since it's pink, we won't say any more about that one. I was just thinking, it's been a bit quiet on the pink tech front lately. That's actually very true. We might have to tar the pink tech with the when you least expect it tag. Mm. Anyway, I hope there's no more. Because Apple started blinding us with science as we headed through July. Paying attention to the things that are really important to users. Apple rolled out animated playlist artwork. Yes, we were completely underwhelmed too. In one breath, users are said to be overstimulated and in the next, they introduce more ways to force cognitive overload on the very same users. Not that I use Apple Music, but I'll file that one under what the actual. Got to completely agree there. There were big updates to the iWork apps as we headed into After Hours 84, but they weren't enough to get me excited. As a MacBiter put in the chat, they were designed by the software engineering team's intern. Oh, you could say that. But the addition of X lookup to numbers did get Mike giddy. Then we heard all about Timmy and his remuneration. The slight matter of 133 plus million dollars for Timmy. The majority of it was in stock awards. The total pales in insignificance by comparison to Elon Musk's 595 plus million in option awards. It's like monopoly money. You've got to love the comment at the end of the article. Cook regularly contributes to charity organisations and in the past said that he plans to give away the vast majority of his wealth. That makes it all all right then, doesn't it? Note the sarcasm. Oh, talking of which, I would usually be just as sarcastic about the next thing, but actually, spoiler alert, it was very good. 
Apple released a working from home thing video showcasing all their products, obviously. It was a seven minute epic, but it was one of their best in a long, long time and definitely worth a watch. Yes, it was so true to life. Well, not my life, but the life of many of my colleagues. And just as I was on a high from that one, I got dragged down to earth. Yes, the Ulysses dashboard update. Never good news when an app update breaks a perfect workflow. Yes, Ulysses, I'm looking at you. Ulysses were actually breaking their arm, patting themselves on the back regarding the latest update. Me? Less so. The overview provided by the previous dashboard was split into numerous separate little baby dashboards. Not a great update for those working online. Have they fixed it? No, they're happy with it. Me? A lot less so. Then there were more store closures. We've lost track, to be honest, not to mention count. And as if all that wasn't bad enough, Apple had to contend with their Twitter account being hacked too. It was hacked by Bitcoin scammers and they weren't alone. Y you'll notice the familiar names here. Apple, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates and more. Mm. It was an invitation to buy Bitcoin for 30 minutes. It didn't end well. Let's just leave it there. Then I felt Apple's pain. It was MacBytes After Hours 85 by a wide margin. This was the famous slide-eating episode, somewhat reminiscent of the famous newspaper headline involving English comedian Freddie Starr. In that case, it was Freddie Starr ate my hamster. In this case, it was Keynote at my slides. We will return to this. I let it off once. No, no, but I mustn't spoil upcoming stories. Apple were then trumpeting their commitment to be 100% carbon neutral for its supply chain and products by 2030. How about making things more repairable as well? Replaceable batteries, upgradable hard drives, ability to add RAM. Because that would have a huge impact on the planet and also a huge negative impact on Apple's bottom line, no doubt. This story reminds me of my annual review at work. Cue eye-rolling from you. AZ are big into sustainability and carbon neutral, and that's worked its way down into everyone's objectives. So I had to put down how I contributed to that particular company objective. My answer? Work from home, no travel. Can't argue with that one. In the following weeks after hours, I relived the great keynote calamity of 2020. And Mike created a loan calculator that helped Johnny with his car financing. All was well at that point until it was announced that your camera could have been hacked. It was a bug blamed for Instagram unexpectedly, air quotes, accessing cameras in iOS 14. What? That's pretty serious, isn't it? You shouldn't be glossing this over with the word unexpectedly. And if you're feeling a little deja vu here, you're not wrong. It was only last year that Facebook was found to be accessing the camera in the background whenever the app was in use, without the user's knowledge, much less their consent. You know, these little slider covers for your cameras would appear to be a sound investment. This is actually the exact sort of thing that Apple should catch in review. Instead of which, I'm not sure what they do look for in review. Takes them long enough, but this flies through. As we headed to the end of the month, we had a classically titled episode of MacBytes. The Covid Cat Collective chatting with Norman Collier in a time warp. This was a report on the first feline Covid victim. 
and I had a Google meeting that was more like Norman Collier. What is it about magbites and English comedians in recent shows? No idea. We'll press on. Ahead of Timmy's appearance before the Antitrust Committee, Phil Schiller rides shotgun. Isn't that the term framing the narrative? If the government think they're running the show, they're clearly deluded. And then to round off the month in true Apple style, we had the earnings call. Quarter three, 2020. And what is it we all say? All together now, best quarter ever. Not even joking here. Despite the global pandemic and taking time to make masks, Apple yet again aces the stats. And so ended July. And onwards to August. Or, as we're going to call it based on the stories, silly season. Trump plans to ban TikTok from the US. This was him aboard Air Force One on a Friday night, reportedly stating, as far as TikTok's concerned, we're banning them from the US. He described the action as a severance and said that an executive order enforcing the ban could be signed in as soon as today, which is the 1st of August 2020. I have the authority, he said. Mm. It turned out to be all about the data. Because TikTok's owners, ByteDance, are subject to Chinese law, which can compel any domestic company to hand over users' data. TikTok tracking of user location data and more was the cause for concern here. But did TikTok users care? No, I didn't think so. TikTok claimed they were independent and not subject to Chinese government data requests or under Chinese influence but a spokesperson for the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs suggested that China views TikTok as a domestic company. Usual farce, then. I've never even watched a video on there. So to be honest, whatever. Didn't happen. (laughs) It was never going to happen, was it? Oh, my. Uh, Now, talking of TikTok, Microsoft on the 3rd confirmed their plan to acquire TikTok. Donald liked that. He gave his consent. They wanted to move quickly to pursue discussions with TikTok's parent company. This is ByteDance again. In a matter of weeks. What happened? Nothing. That's what. A case of move along, nothing to see. Now then there was the new iMac. Super leaker John Prosser beat Timmy to announce the new, well, not so new, iMac. Not the overhyped industrial redesign promised by those rumour mills in the lead up to WWDC. The same design, same price, thankfully. Don't know how that one got by Timmy. And the last Intel iMac before Apple Silicon hits in 2021 or maybe 2022 or three or four, the way it's going. Apple, of course, claim that it's a major update, but then they would, wouldn't they? They've got to shift them somehow. It did, however, have nanotexture glass. Optional, at a mere £500 extra. Said nanotexture glass can only be cleaned with a special Apple cleaning cloth. Now, given the price of that cable they released last week, I was at this stage dreading to think how much they would retail a cleaning cloth for. Obviously, since then, we found out. Ouch. Well, I'm more than happy to use the free cloth that came with my glasses. Last time I used it, it was to wipe ketchup off my screen. Yes, you're wondering, aren't you? That's what happens when I eat lunch at my desk. While all that was going on, 
Cuddly Phil got a promotion. I've never heard of an Apple fellow before. But we won't let that spoil Phil's party. Both Mike and I are fellows, you know. No, 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 no joke. We are both fellows of the Learning and Performance Institute. So welcome to the Fellow Club, Phil. In the announcement of Phil graduating to Fellow, we also got news that Greg Joswiak, Jos to his friends, is taking on the role of Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing. Not big enough yet to warrant his own press release from Apple, though. He had to share Phil's. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. The App Store then reached 10. Wow, how is it 10 years? But it celebrated with balloons in a hidden Easter egg. 10 years of struggling to download our apps. 10 years of no trials or upgrades. It's amazing how far Apple have come, isn't it? Not forgetting 10 years of being point versions behind. Yes, Camtasia, I'm looking at you. I had a problem opening a Camtasia project file that I created at work. Camtasia 2021 on both Mac and Windows are supposed to be compatible, and indeed they are, save for a point-point release. In After Hours 88, I went into full detail of how I'd beaten iCloud into submission. This is the eating of the slides thing. What I didn't know then was, that was only round one. Oh no. But it could have been worse, given what Apple were doing to prepare. Apple were hounding prepare. Is it prepare or prepare? Either way, what were Apple hounding them about? Their obviously pear-shaped logo. They're a tiny company with only five staff members. It really should have been a case of call off the dogs, Apple. The dogs being Apple's lawyers in this case. Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof. Setup expanded their service to iOS, but not without the usual attendant farce. What farce? Having to apologise and backtrack for an indiscretion in the pricing department. The entire unholy mess was covered in detail in MacBytes 132 and is well worth a listen. It even featured in the title of the show, Paddle Powered Pandemonium in the licensing department. And while I mention MacBytes, on the 11th of August, we had 129 released. New nagging notifications for you. Why do I mention this? Because it was the first of two shows in as many days. Seriously. On the 12th of August, oh, that, that's Mike's birthday, we released 130, like buses. Two days, two shows. Yes, we were wondering what's going on as well. <laughs> and you know, looking back, I've got no idea. Why would we do that? I'll have to go and have a look. Then Instagram were in trouble again. How difficult is it not to harvest data? Rhetorical question, given Instagram's complete inability to rein themselves in. But what had they been up to this time? Allegedly harvesting the biometric data of users, according to Bloomberg. Yes, this was hot on the heels of Facebook offering to pay $650 million in settlement of a similar lawsuit relating to Facebook. It's going to run and run. Oh, by this stage in August, England's long overdue COVID Apple-powered app was finally entering trials. Probably not a spoiler to say it's never a resounding success. But it will happen later in the year. We will come back to that. Then the rumour mill entered overdrive again. 
John Prosser rides again, predicting an iPhone 12 launch in October. Now, given that Apple had by this stage already announced that the launch would take place outside their traditional time frame, this wasn't a complete surprise, was it? All of which didn't rule out a September event launching other tech toys. Rampant rumours about that after Apple tests their YouTube live streaming. And then the Fortnite saga reached a peak. Apple booted Fortnite out of the App Store. If you thought this would be the end of the saga, as it were, you couldn't have been more wrong. No, sadly, it was only the beginning. Epic hit back and filed suit. It will rumble on and on and on. Predictably, iPhones with Fortnite installed flooded eBay at silly prices. Apple carried on business as usual. Beats One Radio was renamed Apple Music One. Making a change, no subscription is required to listen to this thing. Beats One originally launched in 2015 and it's now going to be joined by two additional radio stations. Apple Music Hits featuring songs from the 80s, 90s and noughties and Apple Music Country spotlighting country music. This is beginning to sound familiar. Well, Apple might have the listener numbers, but Brooklyn's 196 has the best entertainment and, of course, the best listeners. And isn't it good to know that Apple designers have got the time on their hands to design custom face masks? It's not like the iMac isn't in need of some design love, is it? Another rhetorical question. And in a piece I'm titling Money, 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 the 24th marked the ninth anniversary of Timmy taking over from Steve. Timmy marked the day by selling $131.7 million worth of his shares. He also found the time to donate $5 million in stock to charity, all of which didn't stop Apple reaching a $2 trillion market value, which made Warren Buffett an even richer man. Good times ahead too, as more Apple stores open up after the latest COVID closures. We rounded off August with MacBytes After Hours 91, getting things done in the black hole. If you're wondering, you need to go and watch it. It's a file sharing solution that has evolved at MacBytes headquarters over many years. Definitely one worth a watch. And so into September. Epic versus Apple. Oh, no. We're just going to declare September 2020 to be the month of the Epic Apple debacle. It started on the 13th of August when Epic added an alternative payment system to Fortnite. It rumbled on all month and then some. Ridley Scott, the director of the original 1984 advert, gave his review of the 1980 Fortnite ad a frame-by-frame -frame remake of his classic, so he could hardly criticise it, really. But he did find the message somewhat insipid, though. Epic wanted back in the store. The court date for that hearing was set for the end of September. Joy. That meant we had all of September to hear all about it. And it seemed everyone was jumping on the bandwagon and taking aim at Apple. The Italian authorities took the opportunity to investigate Apple. Why? Their statement said the Italian antitrust regulator has today opened another inquiry into Apple for allegedly improper commercial practices with regard to cloud computing services. 
Hmm. If they're referring to iCloud as being a viable cloud service, that should probably be a criminal investigation. (laughs) Meanwhile, Apple were ensuring the sign-in-with-Apple option was removed from Fortnite. Epic were rallying the troops, including Spotify, Tile and many, many more, to join the Coalition for App Fairness, no less. Fighting against Apple's monopolistic control of the app ecosystem. Since Apple built it, you do wonder what's going on at times, don't you? But the final news of the month regarding the impending epic Apple court case was that it wouldn't have a jury. Folks statewide heaved a sigh of relief over that one, I'm sure. So, the start of September also marked 10 years since Ping launched. If you have no idea what Ping was, we can't really blame you. It was a ridiculous idea back then, and in hindsight, an even worse idea than we originally thought. Apple didn't give up, though launching Apple Music Connect in 2015. And yes, that died a similar death to Ping. Never give up though, hey Apple. One day you'll be down with the cool kids. Ping was supposed to be a kind of social network around your music. It was never going to work. I often think when I say ping me when you're free at work, how many people actually knew what ping was? I got pretty excited over the next one. Not good for a lady of my age. Subscriptions are the bane of our lives. We've been saying so for years. Has Apple finally twigged, we thought? Adding the option for developers to offer discounted subscriptions. Have we seen that many in the wild? No. It just seems there are more and more subscriptions at a higher and higher price. Nice try, though. As we entered the second week in September, we got the news we were all waiting for. Apple announced the Time Flies event for the 15th of September. Online only, as was WWDC, much speculation about what would be announced. We'd already been warned not to expect the new iPhone. So it was a matter of sitting and waiting. The 15th was here before we knew it. What was announced? Well, as predicted, no new iPhone. Plenty of other toys to occupy us, though. There was the Apple Watch Series 6. There was the Apple Watch SE. There was Apple One, a bundle of services. There was a new iPad Air. Now, the Apple One thing was more subscription loot for Timmy. But without exception, the first question from those in the MacBytes chat room was, is it compulsory? Does it replace all the other subscriptions they're offering? And the good news is, no, no, it didn't. You could keep what you'd already got in terms of iCloud storage or whatever part of the Apple offerings that you were finding useful, which definitely won't include Game Center here at MacBytes headquarters or Apple News or Apple TV Plus or Apple Music. Can you see the thread here? And that's before we get on to Fitness Plus. How accurate were the rumours? I'm glad you asked. The Apple Watch. Mm, It was going to be an entirely new model. Yeah, right. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was a slight tinkering with the old one. The lesser spotted AirTags will launch. Oh, no, they didn't. So learn your lesson. Take all rumours with a pinch of salt. The fallout of the events is always worth hanging around for, though. And this time was no different. Three words. Solo loop bands. Hmm. This was a fiasco. You had to measure yourself for a solo loop band. 
You wouldn't think it was so complicated, but it needed a downloadable, printable guide. And even then, it still caused grief to the degree that band-only returns were accepted by Apple in a reversal of their previous policy. There was then the hilarity of an edict from Apple explaining how a solo loop expands over time, which sounded to me just like O.J. Simpson's infamous spontaneously resizing glove. And all of that was before the sage advice for excessive battery drain to turn it off and on again. But no, not your average turn it off and on again. The full Monty turn it off and on again. In other words, restore your iPhone and Apple Watch. Who has got time for that? Not to mention, who has got the nerve for that? And for all those goodies rumoured to arrive that didn't, well, there was more rumours. This time of another event in October. Oh, please make it stop. <laughs> another event where I didn't buy anything. Becoming a bit of a habit, this, isn't it? We took to blinding folks with science in After Hours 94. It was managing the Mac by its magic. How many shows did we do last year? How many minutes of content did we produce? What was the longest MacBytes after hours? Mike provided all of the answers, didn't you? Thanks to your magic MacBytes dashboard. Oh, it was great fun. And finally, the UK government did decide to roll out the Apple-powered COVID tracking app. Was it a resounding success? Don't be ridiculous. This is the UK. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong with big brass knobs on it, which rounded off September nicely. Well, that's it for this episode of MacBytes, but be sure to join us next time for, with 2020 hindsight, quarter four, the conclusion of our irreverent review of 2020. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Please send your questions, comments and queries by email to the crew at macbytes.co.uk or use the contact form on the website. We also have a very active Slack chat room that's open 24-7. Simply go to macbytes.co.uk slash Slack and join the conversation. You can follow MacBytes on Twitter at twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me personally on Twitter at twitter.com slash Elaine Giles. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MacBytesiri. So until next time, this has been Elaine and Mike bringing you MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye. And see you next time. <laughs>